Welcome to the Success Leaves Clues podcast with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that's different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Success Leaves Clues podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. And for those of you who have listened to me do these intros on the podcast for a long time, you know I there's a call to action and I'm telling you a little bit about what Life and Legacy does and specifically Al and Joe, my business partners. And today I'm going to do something a little different because Al had told me a story recently about the result of the work he's done and I had actually offered it out to someone else who I think is in need of, of some of that planning. And, you know, things happen in life and sometimes things go wrong and someone is left behind with kids and mortgages and all these types of things. And the work that Al and Joe do, I've seen it firsthand, the difference that it makes in people's lives and having that comfort. And even though bad things can sometimes happen, there's people out there to help you and make sure you have that plan and you still end up where you want to be at the end of the day. So Al, that's a shout out to you and Joe and the work that you do. And we'll get back to on our next podcast, me doing my little infomercial, my little commercial, about Life and Legacy. But we've seen firsthand what they do. So very, very proud to be associated with that company, of course. And of course, Aria Benefits. And maybe we'll do something different here today too. And one of the favorite sayings, it's not in our industry, but there's a guy out there that has a saying, go where you're treated best. And so my question is, isn't it time to go where you're treated best? And I, of course, I'm going to say that's Aria Benefits. That's my intro for today. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, here with my, as I said, amazing co-host in the work that he does, Al McDonald. Al, what do you say? Uh, well, first of all, um, I want to thank you for what you just said. It is funny what you just talked about, because I think that's probably one of the more rewarding aspects of this profession. And, and what we do is just being able to help people out and making them feel good about their situation. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a joy for me to see as well, because I know the passion that you put into it and the reward that you get out of it is just, uh, that's just the gravy on top. So I'm super excited. We have another introduction from a former podcast guest. And today joining us is Ravine Shaw. He is the founder and CEO of Hello Hire, a virtual interview platform that helps businesses automatically screen, schedule, and meet top applicants. Ravine is a serial tech entrepreneur on a mission to streamline the hiring process, all the while keeping it human. Welcome to the show, Ramin. Thanks, Robin. Thanks, Al. Happy to be here. Well, we've been looking forward to talking to you because it seems like every conversation I have with a business leader, whether it's across the GTA or across Canada, across North America for that matter, everyone is struggling to find the right people to put in the right seats. And we're hoping, uh, obviously, Success Leaves Clues is the name of the series. Hopefully, we're going to be able to tease out some of those clues today. So why don't we dive into it? Because I know when we had chatted offline, we had a great conversation, but maybe you can share with us, what are some of the big hiring problems you're seeing these days? It's obvious, and you mentioned it, hiring right now is harder than ever. And there's a few kind of, I think there's root causes and there's symptoms. What 
everyone is experiencing right now is that we're just getting fewer qualified applicants. It's taking longer and a lot more effort to actually reach people and speak with them. When you do book interviews, and again, depending on the industry, it varies, but people sometimes just don't show up. And so this ghosting, it's funny because you get a lot of applicants. Like there's platforms, LinkedIn and Indeed. And if you advertise your job, you'll get a bunch of interest. But now it's how do you hone in on who's actually interested in the job and didn't just click apply, apply, apply. And who's qualified for the position? It's a problem. It's painful for everyone that's hiring right now. It's been like this for a while. And the sad thing is it's not going to get better anytime soon. It's interesting that you bring up the term ghosting. And I'll make a comment, then I've got a follow-up question for you, because I was talking to a colleague yesterday, and he had said they had found what they thought was a great person. They had ordered a new laptop. They had come in on the Sunday to make sure, hey, when you show up on Monday, we're going to have everything loaded for you and start the onboarding process, have a really good experience. And then the person phoned them up that morning and said, yeah, I'm going to go somewhere else instead. I was quite surprised to hear that. And thankfully, it's not happened it's happened to us yet. People have actually shown up. Is that something real? Is that something that you see happening quite a bit? Yes. And I would say at least the potential employee called and said, hey, I'm not going to show up. We've seen people just not show up for day one of work. And so this is after signing an offer letter. And look, it really does depend on the level the role, the position, the number of people you're hiring. You know, we often work with many companies that hire in volume. And so when you're hiring in volume, you see that a lot more. But across the board, absolutely, people are getting multiple offers, right? And they accepted yours. And while they're going through this process of interviewing with three, four, 10 other companies, they get a better offer or something that suits them better they're going to take that choice. And it's just the competitive market, right? It's the effect of being in an extremely competitive market. And it used to be that that was like when you're hiring engineers or executives, but that landscape now transcends to every level of the organization. It's just competitive. It's happening. So why do you think that is? Like what's changed in the last, and I mean, yes, that we had a pandemic and I'm sure that's a big part of it, but what is the root cause? Do you think you have an idea of what's causing all this? Yeah, absolutely. Like we study this in detail. And the funny thing is everyone assumes that it was because of the pandemic, because the pandemic was this monumental thing that happened that affected everyone and changed a lot of things. But the truth is that, you know, in North America specifically, the percentage of people voluntarily leaving the workforce has been growing year after year for over 10 years, like 13, 14 years. It's a steady trend. And what happened is in 2020, when the pandemic hit, everyone held on to their job. There's so much uncertainty that that trend in 2020 kind of stopped. But then when 2021 hit, it just jumped to be on the same trajectory. And so that 2020 to 2021 feeling of like, well, where is everybody? Like the common answer is nobody wants to work. There's all these benefits that's affecting the, the workforce and the labor force. But the truth is this has been a growing problem for over 10 years. The pandemic made it feel like, I like to say like a punch in the face. It just was like, boom. 
But then really, it's just a growing problem that's been happening for over 10 years. So just another thing we can thank the pandemic for, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Like, thanks. Are there some things that employers can do a little bit differently? If that's the issue facing them, do you have any solutions or any remedies that you think they can use to address this? So when things are different, you have to do things differently. And if companies and employers keep hiring the way they've always hired, they're going to have those same results. And so we're hiring, even today, most companies I speak with are hiring like it was 10 or 20 years ago when it comes to process, technology, everything. Everything is very outdated. And so really, so number one is recognizing we're in a different world. We need to think about hiring differently. One of those biggest changes in behavior is open your doors, make it easy. If someone is interested in your organization and wants to work for you, open your doors, make it easy to engage, easy to speak and do that with more people because it's, again, it's a numbers game. Like you need to meet more people to be able to hire a top quality applicant, especially for what you're looking for. And the other thing we've always been doing is we've been screening people out. So because of the last 10, 20 years, technology kind of evolved and it was easy to get applicants. And so we would throw things at candidates like, hey, do this questionnaire or do this assessment, do this video recording. We would push things on the candidate so that we would get a smaller group to actually engage and interview with. And that's half the problem. We can't do that anymore. We need to make it easy for the candidate, give them what they want, which is essentially an interview or a conversation, make that easy, have that conversation, and then decide who we want to push these other sort of assessment things to. You can't do that at the front anymore. There's give and take. You got to give something to candidates before you ask for more. That's the biggest change. I picked up on when you were talking about making it easy and it was yesterday I was on LinkedIn and maybe you've seen this because you're a little closer to it, but I haven't seen it before. And someone had put out a little diagram about, hey, we're hiring. Here's step one. Here's what you need to do. Here's step two. And then they went through, once your resume is in, here's what we're going to do with it. People will be shortlisted, for example. Then if you made it through that, then here's the first phone call and here's what's going to happen. And I thought, this is a brilliant idea because the person knows up front exactly what's going to happen. So I picked up, especially when you talked about making it easy. And I looked at that and I said, well, this person knows up front exactly what the process is going to look like. And it was appealing to me. And I thought, okay, I might steal that idea. That looks pretty good to me. So is that what you're talking about in terms of making it easy or is there more to it? I think that's a great strategy, like upfront explaining what the process is going to look like. Top employers today and the most successful definitely do that. That's one part of it. The other part of it is to truly, when you talk about those steps, make it less work for the candidate upfront, right? And so I would say you've got three or four steps. That's fine. But if, and this is not uncommon, if step one is, hey, do this 20 minute test for us to see if you're qualified to do the job. That can't be step one anymore. Step one needs to be, let's have a conversation. Let's chat. I'm going to give you something, which is my time. I'm going to tell you about the opportunity. And it's not even telling. Now it's selling. I'm going to sell you the opportunity. We're going to have a conversation. If there's a fit on both sides at that very 
early level, then I'll ask you to do this 20 minute assessment as a part of the process. It can't be step one. That's what I was talking about, but clarity around the process is phenomenal. Not enough employers do it. And the ones that do are leading employers for sure. That makes a lot of sense. So we all agree, the three of us sitting here, and I think all the listeners would agree, anyone who's in charge of hiring and bringing people onto their companies, there's a lot of challenges right now. So why don't we talk a little bit about your company, Hello Hire. How are you guys addressing these hiring challenges? So Hello Hire as an employer or Hello Hire as a tool? Because I've got insight in both, but... That's a really good point. Maybe you could cover it from both sides. Okay. I'll start with us as a company. So we're an early stage startup. We are in growth mode. And so for us, and now we don't have to do a lot of high volume hiring. For us, we are having to be very selective about who we are bringing on board because we're still hiring very key experienced individuals for our company. And so for us, we do need to rely on external recruiters on things that can't scale because our specific needs are very narrow. Now, we do use our own product and we have to. It's just, I would say we're using our product not to its full potential, but we definitely get value from using our product. And that's a good segue to what does our product do for our customers? So Hello Hire, as you mentioned, it's a virtual interview platform, but it's built specifically for hiring in volume. And so what that gives us the ability to do is open our doors to more candidates at the top of the funnel. For example, you know, we hired for customer service. A lot of our companies hire for customer service representatives, whether it's retail, hospitality, call center. These are jobs where experience is less important. It's really about personality and fit. And so in those scenarios, we don't even look at a resume. We don't even go through applications because if someone's expressed interest, that's already to us a great signal. And so we will invite everyone and our customers do the same thing. They'll invite a hundred people to an interview. They'll say, Hey, thank you for applying. We'd love to meet you. Click on this link, which is the hello hire link to book an interview with our team. What that does is that puts the candidate in a different place. They're like, Oh, wow, I'm no longer an applicant. I'm a candidate. I am excited. And so the ones that are interested are going to engage and believe it or not, it's not everybody, like half of the people who apply to your job just aren't interested. Even when you're like, hey, let's have an interview. Only half of them actually care. And so let's call it out of the 150, click on that link and express some interest. Now, of the 50, we don't want to interview everyone. We want to interview those that are objectively qualified to do the job. And what I mean by that is you need to be comfortable speaking to customers on the telephone on social media, through text messages, and potentially on a face-to-face video call. Are you comfortable with that? And if someone isn't, then they're going to self-select out because they're like, this is not the job for me. Like that, you know, this is a bilingual position. You must converse with customers in English and French. Are you fluent in English and French? Yes or no? And so at this stage, People are more honest and self-select out if they realize at this stage that this is not the right job for them. Like that, 
you would automate this, what we call automated screening, but essentially it's giving people the ability to self-select out if they're not a good fit. That typically reduces the lot by another 10 to 15%. And now you've got, let's call it 35 people out of the hundred that are now booked in for an interview. Hello Hire automates the scheduling. We have a smart scheduling system so that it books interviews back to back. So you're not like doing one at 10 o'clock, one at 2.30. It's like 10, 10, 15, 10.30, 10.45. And then based on your market, we know what type of no-show rate you have. And so we'll overbook like an airline to accommodate for the no-shows based on your market. And what that does is it means when candidates come to their interview, the interviewer is doing back-to-back -back interviews, one after another, and the candidates might wait zero minutes they might wait five minutes for their interview in a virtual waiting room where they're watching videos about your company, where you're selling the opportunity without actually having to speak to the person. And so it's just this platform that automates and streamlines the entire process from application to interview. And typically you're getting candidates into an interview in under 24 hours. So it's a very, very disruptive platform but it's not just disruptive in technology i'd say it's less in technology but it's more disruptive from a process perspective because you may have a mental shift to say hey look i'm willing to have a five to ten minute conversation with two or three times the people i typically would but in that i'm going to hone in on my top applicants in significantly less effort than it would be to comb through 100 resumes to call 100 people to try to figure out who's interested. And in that model, because it's so manual and painful, you're probably gonna take the first or the best one that you can reach or get to. And that is limiting your ability to get top applicants. And so that's kind of how we help our customers and have ourselves also with the right position use our platform for that type of hiring. Does that make sense? <laughs> It does. And I think what I heard is rather than sitting, going through a bunch of resumes that are going to take you five or 10 minutes anyway, you sit and you talk to someone and you get probably a lot better feel for them than you would over a piece of paper. Absolutely. And you're not just talking to anyone, you're talking to people that are actually interested in the job. They're objectively qualified. So they understand the minimum requirements and what top things you're looking for. They've agreed to that. And we've automated all of that to bring them to you in a line of back-to-back -back interviews. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. That is the model. That is the mental shift. And that's our response to having to hire in a competitive market. It's really remarkable in terms of the results that it delivers as well. It's funny that, you know, at the end of the day, you're kind of doing the same thing, but you're just doing it in a very different way. And if you were starting out new and you put two things in front of you and said, you know, which one is makes more sense? This one, to my mind, makes a lot more sense. And yet you're right. Like it's just this old way of doing things has been ingrained in people for so long that just by default, you just keep doing it, even though maybe it just doesn't make sense. So how did you come up with this? I mean, this is a unique idea. Where did it come from? Yeah, it's a good question. I love a good origin story. And I'd love to say that I invented it, but it's not how it happened. So we started this company, this is going to sound crazy, as a virtual trade show platform. All right. And the vision was to connect people in a meaningful way together virtually. And this was sort of born out of the pandemic and the need 
to really do better with creating new connections in a virtual environment. So we were starting to connect buyers and sellers. And then what ended up happening is we were selling into virtual job fairs and career fairs. And so instead of connecting buyers and sellers, we were connecting employers and people looking for jobs, right? It's kind of the same, but different, but it worked. And that's where we were seeing a lot of usage and adoption. And then imagine that's like, you've got 25 companies, they all have a booth. And then as a person looking for a job, you can go into these different booths and line up and talk to somebody and have like on the spot interview. We started having individual employers say, hey, why are we competing with 25 others in this virtual space? We want to do our own. And so now we had customers who were hosting their own virtual job fairs with, let's call it booths for jobs and departments doing the same thing, but not now competing with other employers. They're just, hey, we're doing a virtual job fair. If you want to work for us, come check it out and explore our opportunities. And in one of those, we saw an employer doing these like they had a lineup of candidates and they were doing these really short five minute conversations with them in this sort of environment. And that's when the light bulb went off in my head. I said, wait a second, this is the actual innovation. The reason these companies are hosting these job fairs is because they want to meet a lot of people in a short amount of time without doing all the planning and coordination that is generally required when you're doing interviews and things like that. And so that was the moment where I saw the opportunity to take this one little part of our platform, and then we built the entire product around it. And we call them speed interviews, but essentially it's built for meeting a lot of people in a short amount of time with a great experience for both the job seeker and the recruiter. Everybody wins and you're having more conversations with more people and you're able to hire so much faster. And the other sort of nuance here is job fairs are typically planned even virtually one week or two weeks out. That doesn't work in today's competitive market. Someone interested for a job today, two weeks from now, they're gone. And so with the speed interview platform, these are happening every day. So you are unlocking, let's call it an hour every morning and an hour every afternoon. And you just log in to your computer and you will have a lineup of people that are qualified and interested to interview without having to do any work. It's like magic. You just, they show up and you interview them. But yeah, to your point, that's the origin story. We discovered it from the technology we had already created and then decided to build the product around that one small piece of this huge thing that we built. I love it. That's a cool story. And Al, you took the words right out of my mouth because from an earlier question, I was listening to Ramin, it's like, how do you come up with an idea like this? And it's interesting to hear that it's not necessarily what you set out to do, but all of a sudden you realize, oh, well, there's a need and people are asking us, you know, how can we do this? So that's cool. I think we've got a really good sense of what you're doing today, but we have a signature question that Al asked that talks about the future. So if someone were to ask me, it's all about legacy. You know, I've talked about it many times on this podcast. My dad was in this business for, you know, 40 years and now he's gone. And, and I was his last hope. I was the youngest child to carry on that legacy. And it's really important for me to carry on that legacy and fill those big shoes, right? Al, I'll turn it over to you because the signature question always elicits different answers and there's no right or wrong here. It's really whatever uh, you're trying to do to, you know, uh, shape the future of the world. All right. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, so here we go. The question goes like this. As society grows great, 
when old persons plant trees in whose shade they will never sit. So can you talk about any of those proverbial trees that you might be planting? It's a difficult question. I am personally driven to make an impact in the lives of the customers that I serve, right? And for me, I've done my job if someone wakes up and says, wow, this is a product or this is something not that I can live with, but something I can't live without. I'm a creator. I think if I look back in my career, even before I was an entrepreneur, I was always looking for a better way to get things done. And so I think the seeds that I'd like to plant are really around just doing things better. I'm an extrovert. I'm a believer of relationships. I'm a believer of connections and, you know, paths cross for a reason and opportunity, right? And I think all of those things for me align well with the work I'm doing right now, because not only are we providing a technology platform that makes it more efficient for employers to hire, but it's a model that gives more people an opportunity to present themselves for a job. And so for me, as a son of an immigrant or you know, parents who immigrated to Canada, I've always had a soft spot for newcomers. And it's always been something that I would want to volunteer with or, or provide some sort of help towards. And I find that the product we've built actually does that. And so what feels good is that along with streamlining the process for employers, we're giving more people from underrepresented groups an opportunity to present themselves for a job without being judged by their resume or by their past or where they went to school or, you know, these things just, especially in the jobs that we focus on, they don't matter. If you can communicate well, if you're driven, if you're excited, if you are coachable, if you have these traits, you should be given an opportunity regardless of what your name looks like or where you went to high school or university or all the other things that we typically would use as a way to shortlist applicants that we would want to speak with just by the sheer past decades of having all these applicants and being a, in a different market. I'm not sure if I'm answering the question, but the seeds I like to plant are really make impact to the world, do good, and really provide opportunity to others where I've been fortunate to have been born into a situation where life has been easy or easier. I'd love to have that opportunity for more people. Well, I have no doubt just by the virtue of the very thing that you're doing and the product that you have, that you're going to impact a lot of people. And like you say, give them some opportunities that they may not have had otherwise. And again, you're probably not going to see the benefit of that, but they certainly will. One more thing I'll say with regards to the answer, we've had the good luck. You mentioned connections and we've had the good luck of obviously being able to connect with you. So that's a positive out of this as well. Thank you. It goes both ways. Yeah. And I'll share with you, Ravine. I mean, we have that in common. My parents came to Canada with absolutely nothing. Two children in tow. I like to say I'm the only true Canadian in the family because I was born here. But my brother and sister 
saw a lot more of how my parents struggled. And thankfully, someone gave dad an opportunity within days of getting here. And I think you talked about it giving newcomers opportunities. And it doesn't matter what your name is or where you went to high school. These people are able to present themselves and start making an impact. And I look at what that meant to my parents. And like you, I had a much easier time. I know my mom and dad struggled for a long time, but they ended up okay. And it was because... They came to a country where they could get these opportunities and someone did allow them and then they worked their way up. So I think Al's right. I think the impact of what you do, you won't see a lot of it, but I think you can go away and you know leave that business one day and retire and think, you know what? I, I know I had an impact on so many families. So kudos to you for doing such a great job. And like Al said, I love this connection. So I want to say thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story. It's really interesting. Uh, what's the best way for people to reach out to you or if they have questions about yourself or what you're doing at Hello Hire? Yeah, our website is tryhellohire.com. My email is ravin, R-A-V-I-N, at tryhellohire.com. That's probably the easiest way to reach me. Okay, cool. Well, that does it for today's episode. I love this conversation. I hope you did too. If you have any questions for Al or myself, please give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. And as we've seen today, success leaves clues. See you next time.